welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Fiercely Unstoppable. I'm so pumped. Uh, we have an incredible guest today, Sarah, and she is just amazing. You guys are going to love this training, um, this episode, I should say, <laughs> and just really dive in. I know you want to grab your notebooks for this one. Make sure you're taking some notes. It is good, juicy, juicy, juicy. But Sarah Ann went from mentally disabled and bankrupt to a successful business owner. She is a sales and marketing trainer who helps coaches and consultants grow their businesses on line. Oh, without further ado, let's just dive straight into this. I can't wait. All right. Woo. We have another amazing interview. I am so excited about this. We are going to welcome Sarah Ann on here today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm so excited you're here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm super, super pumped to be here. Really, really good. Um, I love your group and I love everything that you're about. So I'm so excited to be here um, with you and your people. I know. I love it. Yeah. Sarah and I just connected um, a couple of weeks ago, I feel like personally, and we talked about collaborations and okay, can we interview me on her platform? And then I was like, you know what? I would love to have you come on here and really talk about some nitty gritty, powerful things to help people hit 10K months and beyond. But why don't you give us a little bit of background of who you are and what you do and how you got to that place? Yeah, absolutely love it. So I'm a sales and marketing trainer, or some people say business coach, but I feel more aligned to sales and marketing trainer. Um, and I specifically work with coaches and consultants to get them to $10,000, $20,000 months. Um, when I started my business, it was just as a sales training business. So I was just doing over-the-phone sales training. That's what I had done in corporate for a really long time. So for about 10 years doing that, I had worked in multi-level marketing and I built some really big systems and programs and stuff for some really huge companies. And so I sort of branched out on my own and thought this is going to be easy as I'm a sales professional. I'm going to sign clients to make sales. And I went a year before I signed a single client. I mm. made no money for over, probably over a year. Depends if you, you know, you count that whole um, preparation phase and learning and studying and procrastinating that we all kind of go through before we just, you know, bite the bullet and actually do something. Um, but yeah, it's been a good year. I didn't actually make any money. You couldn't sign any clients. Um, and then in the space of six months, I went from zero to six figures and then just under 12 months, um, 200,000. So we, multiple six figures in just under 12 months. Um, and then I kind of like shifted a little bit to include that in what I teach and what I do with my clients now. That's amazing. Okay. So I think that's really important to say, Hey, I went an entire year without signing a client. So I, I want to kind of dive into that a little bit further um, because <laughs> 
that that wasn't necessarily my story, but I love, um, I know a lot of people that, that that is their story or it's six months or it's four months or, you know, 16 months. I don't even know yeah. what was going through your mind as you kept doing the work, you kept doing the work and you weren't seeing the results you wanted to see. Like, how did you keep going? Um, you know what? A lot of people ask me this and sometimes I really struggle to give maybe an answer that they, they want or they feel is going to be what they need to hear. Like I have a really um, like a really rough history with mental health and stuff. Uh, when I was younger, I was diagnosed and told that I was mentally disabled. Um, I had bipolar, bipolar mm. personality disorder. And so basically, you know, I had to learn grit and perseverance and how to right. push through things. And I really had to learn to get my certainty from within myself that I was going to be successful because I'd been written off by professionals. Mm. They're like, get a pension. You can't work a day job. This is your life now. And I never got that pension and I pushed forward and I kept learning and I kept trying to fix myself and heal myself and have a better life. And I always got that certainty from within. And so when it came to starting my business, sure, I went 12 months um, without making any money, but I just kept telling myself like, well, I know I can do it. There is nothing special about these people that's different to me. I know I can. I know I can find a way. I'm going to figure it out somehow. And all my strategy came from within. And so I never really, I never lost confidence. I never lost certainty. I never got discouraged. I mean, sure, there's shitty days. There's frustrating days. There's times where I'm like, Oh, that didn't work the way I wanted it to work. I really wanted, you know, these ads to do so well or whatever, but never ever did I feel like hanging up the towel or like I wasn't mm. going to, I wasn't going to do it. And so maybe that's because of the background that I had that I, that I get that certainty from within. Um, yeah. But it's probably like the most important thing. Cause I'm sure lots of people don't get it the first time, you know, you're not successful straight yeah, away. And, absolutely. and then it gets in your head and, uh, Absolutely. I mean, this is, this is literally like the theme of this podcast, right? Being fiercely unstoppable and really embodying that. So you actually hit everything you desire, but there has been so many times in my first business that I ran after the goal. I ran after the goal. I ran after the goal and I did not hit it again and again and again and again. And I spent over um, five years in that first business. It's been now three and a half years of this business. And I, yes, I signed my first two clients and my first, you know, two and a half months of business or two months of business or so. But I remember doing over 50 sales conversations and that's not an exaggeration. I have the notebooks and I have the papers to prove. <laughs> this is back in the day when I used to like print it all out. And I'd be like, what did they say on my intake form? And I'd write notes on paper. Um, now I've made a much more savvy way of doing that. But 50 sales calls, you know, I busted those out. There are days where I did 10 sales calls in a day, um, you know, because I was literally just like doing whatever I could. But again, that's, I love this, this testimonial because it's like, Hey, I didn't see the success that I wanted in the time that I wanted, but I kept going. And you and I both have stories of that. And that is important. And I love that you talked about the certainty in the self certainty and self. What, is there any exercises or anything that you do to kind of keep that certainty within you? Um, not specifically that I have like a structure around it, but I do kind of just practice making sure that I'm keeping that mindset in check. So like if something scares me or if I feel like something is a challenge, I quite often will tell myself to do it just because Mm. and this might not be business related this may not be business related like it could be something like bungee jumping or it could be um like that wouldn't necessarily be for me right now because that 
I love that stuff. But for people who don't love it, like if you are dead set afraid of that something, going out and doing something that scares you, um, whether that be going on a date, having a conversation with someone, um, you know, like I, I really try to challenge myself. Like whenever an opportunity comes up where something I don't like, you know, I'm not excited about it or I'm feeling people, then I just reframe that. And I just spend Mm. a long time practicing reframing my thoughts um Mm. you know every opportunity that I got so it's not that I have like a set routine around it um, but I'm conscious of it I'm conscious of it you know all the time even when I don't know that I'm conscious of it like but it's I think it's definitely at that point you know 10 years later after I was diagnosed with that mental illness like it's kind of ingrained in me now yeah it's just it's a part of my personality almost in a way and I think that people don't realize that one about mindset it's not just like okay I did my mindset work this one time and now I'm solid. I, I feel like pure gold inside. No, like, I mean, it takes yeah. time. It takes a lot of time to rewire yeah. um, the psychology that you have inside of you, which, which I love that you said that and you stated that because not only do you get to keep going and that's the, that's the key word here. You get to keep going. You get to keep going. And like you said earlier, you're like, okay, well, I know I can do this. There's nothing, you know, I'm sure those other people are just special. They are special, right? Like they're pretty awesome, but I'm also pretty badass and awesome. I can do this too. So then you did it, right? So like you were, you were doing the work, you were doing the work, the work paid off. It did, especially as you kept going and you hit what? Six figures in six months. Six figures in six months, or it was, it was actually just over six months for six figures and just under 12 months for multiple six figures, but you know. Awesome. It, it, right. It, exactly. It, it doesn't really matter. The logistics of it's like, it was <laughs> right. actually six months like month. 10 days. Who right. Cares? Right. Like I know yes, it's okay. like, yeah, exactly. Okay. What do you feel like was the biggest shift that happened <clears throat> that took you from the no clients to signing that first client and really scaling to multiple six figures? Um, so for me, and I know this could be quite different for a lot of people, because for a lot of people, and I see this a lot, a lot of people like it can definitely be your mindset holding you back. Um, like mm-hmm. as an example, you did 50 sales calls. Now, like you could take those 50 <laughs> sales calls and go, and I've had clients come to me who have done a lot of sales calls and they've gone, Sarah, nobody bought. I suck. I can't make this work. I think I'm going to quit. I want to give up, which breaks my heart to say mm-hmm. that like someone has come to me and said that, but they have, but they had a shit ton of sales calls. Whereas you probably looked at it the way that I would have looked at it. It's like, well, fuck, I've got all these sales calls coming in. This is really good. I just have to fix the next problem. The next right. problem in front of me is that something needs adjusting on these sales calls. And so for me, it wasn't necessarily a mindset thing. It was that I didn't have the the strategy and the process that I needed. And I mm-hmm. made my first investment, um, like my first large investment with a business coach. It was about 10,000 for three months or something. And mm-hmm. I went through her entire process, um, got two calls, both were no shows. So pretty much got nothing out of it um, <clears throat> for the 10 month in terms of results, but it didn't, you know, it didn't pop me off. It didn't make me think, Oh, I can't do this or whatever. I thought, okay, this is, this is not working right now. And I made a call not to stay in the program and I changed and I found another coach and his process was working quite well for me. Um, and his way of getting clients and I took some things and I adjusted and I tweaked Mm -hmm. some things and then stuff started working. And then it was really just about, um, like accelerating that really came down to understanding which activities were generating income and which activities were keeping me busy. 
and then being mm-hmm. being intentional, um, being really intentional with what I'm doing. So say, for example, if I'm having conversations with people or I'm following up on people who have opted in for my, you know, my lead magnets or free resources mm-hmm. or whatever, you can have an intent to follow up or you can have an intent to follow up and book a call. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, being very intentional with my actions and very deliberate with what I, the outcome that I wanted to get out without having an emotional attachment to it. I didn't have an emotional attachment to whether someone said yes to jumping on a call with me or not. It's, you know, but I did have intent in my daily activities and I knew what activities were moving me forward. So I wasn't busy doing crap that wasn't helping me move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's, I love what you said is like, okay, yes, something isn't working. That doesn't mean that everything isn't working. You said something along the lines of, okay, you did these 50 yeah. sales calls. You knew that you, obviously something was working. The sales calls were coming in, but there was something that was working. Next. Right. And that's why, I mean, that's why I teach what I teach now because I learned all these hard lessons in the very beginning. So that way my clients don't have to go through them, but exactly what is working in your business? Because there is something working in your life and in your business, there's something working. And then we get to tweak and we get to adjust and we get to shift everything else that maybe isn't working to the caliber of results that we desire. And what people need to realize too, is that all of the results we're getting, whether it's result we want or lack of result is feedback, in which case we can adjust that and shift that at any moment. Yeah. And I think that's probably like one of my favorite things about business is that you get to be curious and you get to be playful and you get to take on the feedback and then tweak and shift. And I guess that is a really big key mindset thing is that instead of being discouraged or upset Mm -hmm. about things, be curious, like curious, why did this Mm -hmm. not work? Or why did I get the results or not get the results, you know, in every aspect. And then you just get to go and like try something new, you know, it's, it's all fun and games really where I'm sitting. Um, But if you're sitting in a situation where you're taking it personally and you're taking, you know, not getting results as you failing, um, then you're really not going to be successful ever because you're going to have more things flop than things that work. You know, you're going to get more no's than yeses and, and, so forth. Um, so yeah, uh, I love that. It's yeah. Instead of looking at it as I am not good enough, instead of looking at it as maybe this isn't for me, how can we be curious about it? How can we be more playful with it? Yeah. Like, I think people forget why they started this thing in the per- the first place. Like, it's like, why did you actually even do this? Like, why did you make this decision to say, I am going to go in business for myself. You chose this for yourself. So let's go back to that and let's be curious every step of the way and have fun and success can happen really fast. It really can. Yeah. And I'm sure now that you've learned these things and you implement these things, your clients do different things as well. Just like my clients hit 10, 20, 30 K in their first month of working with me and I'm like damn I wish that was my result back I in the wish, day <laughs> I wish right like I spent 12 months making no money and then people come to me like brand new like I have this amazing client actually Kate she's just started with me and she didn't have a business when we started together yeah like, nothing whatsoever and then two weeks later she's starting clients and I'm like you, you didn't have anything last like a fortnight ago like no no brand no banner no bio no nothing you hadn't been dabbling in it for two years and then it took off like you had nothing yeah and now you've got results straight away like I spent a year just figuring it out like not learning that yeah yeah um, I always tell my clients that I try to go through the hard lessons so they don't have to and they can go through it faster and that's what I need to tell myself too to make myself feel better is like this lesson I'm learning (laughs) is gonna really be powerful for my clients and I will give the (laughs) lesson to them yeah so you you mainly use Facebook then for your business is that correct 
I use, yes, I use my personal page and I use my Facebook group and that's pretty much it. Awesome. Um, I do have I know. a business page. And I was asking there, you but, about um, Instagram and you're like, I don't really use Instagram. I'm like, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, and emails, <laughs> emails. So I do use emails as well. So my, my group, my page and my emails is kind of where I'm quite deep um, with the people and I probably should look at branching out to maybe something else as well. But um, those are working really yeah. well. Yeah, what are your top tips around um, Facebook and what your Facebook is, you know, and I mean, the business page, I think you have quite a bit of following. So I don't know if you want to tell people how you got the following on your business page. Um, because honestly, I feel like my business page is like a load of poop that sits in a toilet. Like it just exists there <laughs> sometimes. Like it doesn't really do anything. Um, and so it's one of those things that I focus more so on my personal page and my Facebook group. So I'd love to hear your Facebook process and um, what you know is really beneficial and necessary to kind of attract those clients and sign more of those clients. Yeah, sweet. Okay, so Facebook group process. So when I started, it's quite different now to when I very first started. When I very first started, I hadn't really figured out how to leverage other people's audiences and other people's groups very well. And so I, I had my personal page and I funneled people from my personal page to my group. And so obviously if you're funneling people yourself from your page to your group it's it, it was a consistent process but it was a slow process right um so you know I never found myself with floods of people coming in but mm -hmm. I consistently had 20 people per week just right exactly along right which was enough people for me to make 10 20k a month which um, I mean when it adds was, up like 20 people per week would be you'd be at 100 yeah, people 100 people 100 people, 100 people 100 people yeah yeah so every month I had a hundred new people that I could engage with and connect with and give value to and, you know, have conversations with. Um, and I really just had this approach that I was going to go deep. And so with that, that very first business coach that I spoke about before where I didn't get results, we didn't go deep. We went wide. And so what I mean by that is we were on Instagram. We had a Facebook group. We had a business page. We were on emails, um, any other platform that, you know, you could be on Facebook ads as well. So we started running ads before I even like, I'd ever signed a client, which um, to me now is just ludicrous. Why would you be pumping yeah. money into ads when you haven't 100. validated anything? Um, but this yeah. was her process. It was to do all of these things at once, brand new, no clients, nothing. And we started with all these things at once. And the thing with that is that the people that were seeing me on the ads weren't the same people that were seeing me on my Facebook page. They weren't the same people that were seeing me on my Instagram page. So we were going wide. So we were getting a small amount of touch points to each of these people on all different platforms. And so when I switched up and I just went with Facebook, um, I took what my coach was teaching me and I kind of took what another coach taught and I meshed a few things together and I come up with this approach to go really deep. And so the people who are friends with me on my personal page, they get funneled to my group. So they're seeing my content from two different places and they're two different mm -hmm. types of content. The content on my personal page is a bit more personal. Um, the content in my group is longer form, more educational type content. Um, the same people that are joining my group are giving me their emails. Um, I know that you're really big on that as well, right? Like you're mm -hmm. collecting emails, collecting emails when they join the group, collecting emails with like upgrades to your content when you're in the group, whatever. And so I'm going as deep on these people as I can, personal page, Facebook group, email list, and then DMs like I want them I want the same people to see me from a million places I want them to get those touch points as quickly as possible so that we could build the relationship faster and that yeah. they're feeling more comfortable and open to 
to take having a conversation with me about working together and they're taking me more seriously because if they've only seen me that one time on Instagram or that one time on a Facebook ad and then never again, there's all these touch points that they could have had in a week, but instead mm-hmm. it's taken them six months to have those touch points. Um, yes, and every time you're waiting a long time between them. So it's like, oh yeah, that's her again, as opposed to, you know, you're not really building on anything. Um, if yeah. that makes sense. A hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> on a psychological level, you guys, people often needs at least a three times convincer to be interested in doing something. There are often actually people who might need their buying process might actually look like seven, 10, 12 times of, of a convincer. So what's a convincer? A convincer could be seeing your post where you talk about your Facebook group group 12 times. They have to see it 12 times. So they're they're like, oh yeah, like I'll join that Facebook group. Or they might see something 12 times before they're like, oh yeah, like I'll jump into that offer now. So that's really important. Okay. So that, okay. Let me make sure we break down this process. Cause I think it's, it's so important to leverage not only your own audience, but also other people's audiences, understanding that nothing comes from nothing anymore, right? Nothing just does it just comes out of the thin air. Um, your clients already exist somewhere. They just probably don't know who you are. So we're finding our clients where we know where they're spending time, we're, right? We're adding them on Facebook. And then are you just doing an invite on your Facebook group? Or are you actually messaging them and connecting no. with them first? Perfect. So I I am 100% connected with them. So I'll go through. So this is not the only process that I follow Mm -hmm. now. Obviously now I've added a lot of layers on and I leverage other people's audiences and groups, but let's uh, let's just go through this one particular process from start because this process had me at 10, 20 K months consistently for almost a year. Um, So, and whilst it, it may sound like it's quite heavy in the workload, um, but it's worth it. It's tedious, but it's worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like once you get good at it, you can outsource, you can scale, you can add layers, right? Um, And so this is kind of like the foundation of how I got things going. So I would find other groups that people were hanging out in, solve my problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. Adam was a friend. I never really, back then, I didn't really spend any time engaging or posting or anything because I saw people doing it and it just looked like it wasn't working for them, um, especially in the coaching space, uh, someone will post a comment and it looked like a hundred people like jumped and pounced on this person. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and get into there. And I just felt like, I just want people to come hang out with me where I'm the expert and I'm the authority. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just added them as friends. And if they accepted my friend request, um, I would thank them. Nothing salesy, nothing spammy, not buy my shit. Right. But they just be a human. Accepted my be a human, just be a goddamn human. Um, and my entire business model relies on them. Excuse me, guys, a little bit sick. Um, relies on them triggering my outreach. So I do not cold outreach someone for no reason. If they've accepted my request, then I look at that as why not message them and say thank you. If they've commented on my post, why not message them and say thank you. If they've opted in for my lead magnet, why not message them and see how they went with it. But they they created the trigger. It didn't come mm-hmm. out of nowhere. So I've never. I'm not going to go and send random invites to my Facebook group to people with no trigger, right? right? Because why would they join? I don't, I hate it when I've got, I probably got like 500 Facebook invites sitting on my thing right now. (laughs) I love that. Like, what is the reason they should join? Why should they connect with you? And what's cool about Facebook and the algorithm is the more you're messaging someone, the more they're going to see your stuff anyways. 
So then mm -hmm. if you're showing up as an expert on your personal page, they're going to be seeing yourself on your personal page anyway. So then if you promote your freebie or your next challenge or your next webinar, they might jump into that if that's the thing that they're looking for, if that's the problem that they want to have solved. That, that's ex exactly what I based it on, right? I would message them, thank them. If we have a good chat, we have a good chat call. If with the chat went well, I might invite them and be like, hey, look, this may may not be your thing. You might not be interested, but I have this group. If the conversation died, well, the time it does, absolutely not a problem. More than likely, they're going to engage in my content later because we had a chat. And mm -hmm. so they're seeing my content. And if my content resonates with them and they're like, yeah, that, that's cool, they're going to engage. Um, mm -hmm. If they engage in my content, then I'll follow up. Um, right. And I'll follow up again, not in a spammy way. I'll thank them, whatever. I hope you're having a great day type thing. Um, yeah. And if, if I notice that someone has engaged with my content more than once, then at that point, I might be a little bit more straightforward with inviting them mm. to my group. Like, hey, I see you liking my stuff. I really appreciate it. I don't know if you're interested in this, but I have a Facebook group and yeah. this is what we're doing there. And this is how it's different. And I let, the, how are you different? How are you different to the other groups doing the same shit that you're doing? Um, and so I let them know, this is what we're doing and this is how it's different. Would love to have you if you're interested. Um, and I would do that for every single person that engaged with my content. So if you've engaged with my content a couple of times, then I'm, I'm going to follow up and I'm going to invite you to my group. Um, and yeah. then once they're in the group, now, the people who have hit my group at this point, this is back before I was leveraging other audiences, no one really came to my group without of having contact with me because they've engaged on my page and they've had me in the DM. So these are semi-warm kind of people coming through. Mm -hmm. um, you've got the question in there. Back then, I only had one question to people to join my group and it was something to get them to opt in for some kind of lead magnet. Mm -hmm. um, and I played around and tested different things. I have three questions now, but back then it was just one. Um, and the reason that I had it as just one when I started was because my group was small and yeah. people we're, we're like we're sheep right we we want to follow the social proof and the crowds and the people and so when you invite someone to a group that has 10 people in it there is a little bit of resistance it's like I don't really yeah. want to join you know um so when people are joining when people were joining my group back then I had it as one question because I wanted as little resistance as possible 100%. and I already knew that they were my audience because I'd been inviting them in a very manual process um so then they'd opt in for this lead magnet um then once they joined my group my assistant would go through and she would tag them in a welcome video so now they've got another touch point they've joined the group They've got tagged in a welcome video. Um, they're going to get tagged in a welcome post, which, you know, make the most of any opportunity to tag people that you can and put some value in front of them again. Um, they're going to get an email with the lead magnet, but I'm also going to DM them. Um, mm -hmm. So they got an email with the lead magnet, but I'm going to send it to them in the DMs as well. Um, right. So mm -hmm. I'm going out of my way. I'm putting in extra effort. I'm sending it to them. And then at that point, this person has had a shitload of touch points. My mm -hmm. content, my page, the DMs, two or three times inside my group, not to count if they've gone and watched a video. Like some people after that many touch points are like, well, what the hell is this girl on about? Let me go check something mm -hmm. out and go and actually watch a video. They've got an email and now I'm back in their DMs again. So by that point, this person is probably ready to have a conversation with me and they've opted in very key thing here. They opted in for some kind of freebie. So mm -hmm. I have every right. And to be honest, I have an obligation to ask them what their challenge is with that. With yeah. that like how did like, the freebie not, go? Did you enjoy paid yeah. too? Right? Like did, did, did that help you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did it help you? Yeah. Where are you at? What were you stuck with before? Like with that, mm -hmm. what were you wanting to get out of it type thing? Like it's my obligation now. If you put your hand up, you've kind of been like, hey, I want to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. So no way should I just leave you hanging there 
and go, oh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, bye, and never reach out to you again. I want to have a conversation with you. Um, and at that point, I'm going to invite you to jump on a call and be like, hey, well, let's let's have a chat about this and see if we can help you further. Um, and that that process right there, that was pretty much my entire business for the first 12 months. I love it. Uh, so good. And I think that the, the realistic portion of this is that we can't be afraid to just say hi to someone. I think when people say, oh, we need to message people. They're like, oh my God, we have like an internal meltdown. Like we're going to be turning into someone that we're not. And that's just not true. Like you are, you are to your core, but there's no reason why you can't reach out to someone and just say, Hey, like, how's your day going? Like, Hey, your profile picture is stunning. Like what is going on here? Like, I love your dress. Just connect with someone like you like if you were to walk at Target, do you guys have Target? <laughs> do you guys yes. have Target in your country? I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. If you were to walk into Target <laughs> and you saw someone that you thought would be maybe a potentially a friend, then it's, I mean, what are you going to do? Like not go talk to them? Like, you know, just say hello, yeah. like be a human. I think that's the most important thing. Um, I love this. And I I'm totally with you on the resistance. I mean, I recently changed my questions too. So I would love to hear what are your three questions now? Um, and how have they shifted and you know, are are people still opting in for those themes? Like what's going on there? Yeah. Awesome. Um, brilliant. So I've changed, um, I've changed my three questions to qualify a little bit more. Um, and my, my answer question rates is probably like well over 90, 90%, um, not just yeah. for answering the questions, but for opting in for my freebie as well. So Hell they're yeah. very, awesome. very, very, very high. Um, but if someone doesn't, if someone does not answer, um, the first question that I have is just checking that they are a coach or a consultant, because I do have a lot of people who have tried to join, they're either a VA or they're, um, they're MLM or they're affiliate marketing. And all of that is amazing, but that's, that's not the people I help. Um, And I want my content to be specific to those people and I want to connect with those people. And so if they cut, it's yes or no, by the way. So I don't, I try to make very little writing as possible and give them options to click the choice um, because it's easier because we're lazy. We don't want to time. We don't want to have to think. We don't have to think about what our response is. So if I just give them an option to choose Mm -hmm. from, like, are you, this, this group is for these people. Are you one or the other? Either yes, that's me or not right now or whatever. Right. So Mm -hmm. they have to, they have to answer that question or I just, we won't accept them. Right. Um, the next one is a freebie. And so the next one is for the email. Um, and so like, it's, it's probably well over 90% of people, like almost every time I look at my message from my assistants showing me the screenshots, I very rarely see someone who hasn't dropped an email. Um, and it's just basically, we have like a five-step guide to 10K, which is um, a challenge that I ran ages ago. And then I turned the challenge into a guide. Um, would you like a copy? And pretty much everyone, if you do drop your email, so very specific, if you want a copy, drop your email. So if they don't want a copy, they just don't put anything there. Mm-hmm. Obviously they can still come into the group. So it's very clear that you're still coming into the group. I'm not knocking you back if you don't want it, but pretty much everyone drops the email. And then the last question um, is, would you like help with getting an extra 10 to 20 K in your business? Um, mm-hmm. and I would say like 20% or so of people will say yes through and, uh, we'll say, we'll say yes to it. And then, and I, again, it's like, I give them a two option as a drop down so that they don't feel like they, they can't come in if it's a no or whatever. So one is, yes, I'm curious. And the other one is not right now. Yeah. Um, so it's not a, like a no and F you like get out of here. It's, it's not right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then that's so okay. funny. I, I just recently changed one of my questions to something similar to that. And I'm, I'm accepting of all the answers and most of the answers are either yes, or I already have a coach or like not right now. And I'm like, sure, no problem either way. I'm 
just saying, Hey, do you want help with this? If you do cool, I'll, I'll, let me see how I can help you. And if not, that's okay. So this is good. The question becomes for you guys, you listeners here today, what is the biggest problem I solve? And what is that big end result that my client is looking for? And how can I kind of present that in these questions to, you know, move the needle forward. Yeah. This is how you attract and generate clients. Like it's, it's, it makes the conversation so much easier. And I, th I think, um, that was what made my, uh, my process in the beginning so successful. So that the one question that I had before I started adding in qualifying questions and before I mm. asked if anyone wanted to have a call, excuse me, was I just asked them if they wanted a lead magnet. Now I've changed this lead magnet plenty of times from mm -hmm. different things. But the thing is that whatever the lead magnet was, it was aimed at solving the core problem that I solved, which means if anyone said yes to that, what they're saying yes to is wanting to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is now I'm in a situation where I can have a non um, confrontational or non-aggressive kind of approach to having a conversation about that with someone because they've, they've put their hand up for it. Now I haven't gone in the question and said, what's your biggest challenge with getting to 10 K months? Because then I find a lot of people just don't answer. They don't want to talk about it. Don't want to elaborate right. it. They don't know. Um, they don't know you well enough to want to open up to you. Like there is, you know, it's really difficult for people to just Oh, some people it's not, some people will just come to you and blab out their life and everything. And you're right. like, Okay. Nope. <laughs> um, but a lot of people like myself, I'm a, I'm very reluctant to just openly talk about things unless I feel like, like I understand what I'm getting out of it and why we're talking mm -hmm. about it. Uh, all these things have to kind of make sense in my mind. So if instead of asking them what the challenge is, you offer them something that solves the problem, then it can be assumed that by asking for that, they do want to solve the problem. Absolutely. And then when you deliver it to them and you're like, Hey, here's that thing that you said now, you can, in a non-weird, pushy, salesy way, actually ask them what help they need around that or what their challenge is with that. And you can talk about it and they'll be far more receptive to the conversation and far more open to chatting to you because mm -hmm. they've just opted in for something to fix that problem. So they're like, oh, well, obviously I want to solve that problem, don't I? Right. So, okay. I love this. And this is, it's just so, it's, it's so simple in such an elegant way to show people how you can help them. Like it's so simple. And sometimes I think that when yeah. we think they're so simple, we like doubt it and we second guess it. Don't doubt simplicity. You don't have to reinvent yeah. the wheel. We already know that having these connections work. It works. So start doing it if you're not doing it. I do want to kind of touch on a little bit of like mindset guidance or whatever you feel is necessary here. But what would you say to people who believe they need to have a big audience to make big money? Advice yeah. Advice would I give them? Um, honestly, I think it would be in a, to put it in a non, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Just like pull your head out of your ass, right? <laughs> like, like I'm just being totally honest. My group, when I, I hit my first um, 50K month in December last year, um, that was sales, so it was about 24,000 cash or something. Awesome. Um, but I only had 800 members in my group. Awesome. Um, eight, I had 800 members in my group. You know, that's not huge. That's not, that's not a lot. Um, it comes down to consistency, right? Like it's 
the consistency in doing the mundane repetitive bullshit over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if you're looking for reasons why you can't be successful and you're looking for reasons why someone else is successful over what you do, then you need to ask yourself, honestly, why am I looking at all the reasons why I can fail? Why am I not looking for the reasons to succeed? Like I honestly don't have any, any tips to tell you like I can say, I can give all the reasons, I can give all the testimonials, we can show clients who have made results with a small audience. But if you're looking for a reason, yeah, yeah, if you're looking for a reason not to succeed, you'll always find it. Yes. Like it will be there. Um, But everyone starts from nothing. No one starts with an amazing, you know, a huge audience. And granted, yes, a long time ago, it was easier to build an audience. A while ago, you could do things quicker. Yes. But that doesn't mean that people, doesn't mean people aren't being successful now. It doesn't. People mm-hmm. are having success. Um, like my, the the coach that helped me get things off the ground, my group is almost the same size as his group now. And he's had his group for way before me. He never used it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a part of his strategy. And then I came along and started using this to really go deep on people. And now all of a sudden he's over there teaching that to his clients. And that's great. It's amazing. We learn from each other. Like there's things Mm -hmm. I learned from him, there's things he learned from me. Um, But like he could have had a huge group because he had, he had like the business way back then. And now Mm -hmm. he, he is, and he's making millions and millions. He's got a shit ton of clients. He's very, very successful. Awesome. Same size Facebook group as what well, I and had, that's, right? And, so and that goes to show having- like, like, I mean, even too, like, I know I have a bigger group than some people who make way more money than I do. So having a big group does not always equal more money. It's what you do with it mm. and how you're really reaching and connecting that people. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I think it's just like this, like big black elephant in a room that people are like, oh, well, I have to have this to be successful. And who freaking says, who says, yes, having a bigger audience is helpful. Like, don't get me wrong. If you have a hundred people to talk to versus like 10, is helpful like but generate that you know what I think it is I think it's that we don't like to be seen failing and we don't Mm. want to be putting out our stuff if it's only to five people right it's not that like five people is five people you could potentially turn into a sale and for most of us especially for a lot of for a lot of people that I'm speaking to online either COVID has happened life has happened or they've quit their job and realized it's not so easy to start a business for a lot of people one client is a big deal um and all it takes is one person to say yes one person to say yes that's it that's it yeah like totally yeah Okay. So this podcast is all about, um, really stepping into your fiercely unstoppable self. So can you tell us about a time, like a specific moment in time where you had to overcome an obstacle and when you did, you just felt victorious. Hmm. I'm like, damn, you stumped me. Like it's been so long that I've said that I've been doing these things to put myself out of my comfort zone that I've almost reached that point of what do I even count as like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. is it, is it that time that I got on stage in front of a hundred people and just, you know, just spoke off the bat. Like I didn't even know I was going to be talking that day or is it like, I don't know. Is it like, well, actually that, that did actually happen. One of my old business coaches, he had this huge event and then out of nowhere, didn't tell me that I was going to be doing sales training that day. Uh, Just calls me up on the stage. It goes, Sarah's going to do sales training. I'm like, 
am I? And then, oh, hilarious, actually. He totally, um, he totally put me on the spot. So before the sales training, I don't know if he, Russell Brunson, I think, was the person who started teaching this. So what he did was mm. at his events, he got people to pitch his products at his okay. event. Um, I think it was him. And so um, this coach of mine did the same thing where he had during the sales part of the seminar, everyone pitched his higher end program to the other people. Some people joined, some people had legitimate objections not to join. I had to get on stage and handle those objections of the people that had said no to his program. Wow. <laughs> like out of nowhere. No, out of like, nowhere. No, no warning at all whatsoever. <laughs> no, I'm just like, great. And these are real people, real objections, real service in front of like, I think it was almost 150 people. That's um, amazing. Just all and how did you feel when you were done us. with all of that? And you like walked off the stage, like, how did you feel? I felt like that's where I was meant to be. Mm. Um, I just felt like this is what I'm meant to be doing. Uh, this is what I love. And I, I just felt like I need to keep, keep doing things like this. It was, yes. It's, it's, and I think I feel that every time I do something that kind of scares me a little bit or puts me out of my comfort zone, um, I, I, I feel like I'm actually stepping into myself more. Every time I do that, I don't feel like I'm stepping forward to do something scary or I'm doing something. I actually feel like I'm becoming more me every time. Yeah. I love that. Oh, this has been so good. Okay. Tell us like the coolest thing that you're working on right now. And then I want you to kind of tell people where they can find you and see more of you. Okay. Um, coolest thing that I'm working on. Super, super excited about it. I've just brought on um, a lady. Uh, she has a PR company. Ooh. And so, yeah. And so she, she gets you published in like really big, really big media places and stuff. Awesome. Um, she's got really, really awesome business. And I've just brought her on so that my clients can work with her. And so I'm in the middle of putting together some DIY training so some of it will be done with you like she'll actually go and do it but then afterwards after they've used her services obviously if you want to keep getting published in media and stuff like that Mm -hmm. then you need to have you know a process and things for that so I'm in the middle of like putting all that stuff together um for them and we've had a couple people a couple of my clients already went through so she was quite amazing I said hey look I want to go and I want to use all your services first before I um before I start paying and sending mm. clients your way, right? Um, and sending you money. Uh, and she was super, she was like, look, I want you guys, like I, I want you to use it, I want you to get results. And so a couple of my clients have gone through and worked with her and it was just really cool. You know, they've come back and they're like, Sarah, oh my God, it's amazing. Like people are taking me more seriously. The conversations mm. are different. Like I'm, I'm getting less money objections on the phone. And I don't know, that just excites awesome. the shit out of me because that's something that I couldn't give them. You know, yeah. I couldn't. It's like another level of confidence Um, and it's fun to be featured on things. I mean, I can't tell you the number of people who have stumbled upon articles or features where I've had, um, you know, been on stage or where I've been in the newspaper or I've been on their blog or something like that. People are like, oh, I found you from so-and-so. And And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Oh, I read this article about you. Oh, that's so fun. You know, people start to recognize you on different platforms, which is really cool such an awesome way for people to find you if they come and they're like oh I saw you on you know Allison's podcast or whatever it's just like oh and then they like you already because they like that person that they saw you with or that whatever um yeah no super cool what was the other thing that you asked where can people find you yeah so where people Uh, like can see more of you and like hang out with you and I'm with you and all the things (laughs) 
Perfect. Um, Facebook. So you can add me as a friend um, or you can just join my Facebook group. So my Facebook page, business and personal is Sarah Ann, S-A-R-A with a H and A-N-N-E. And my Facebook group is the 10K launch forward slash with your Facebook group group. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll have all of those in the show notes for everyone too. So you guys can go check that out and check Miss Sarah out and just hang out with her and hang out in our space. Um, Thanks so much for being here. This was a blast. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I had so much fun. Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.